all that same price to pound, but that a scoundrel gad Chinaman must be, old enough to know that, are all flowers popular? asked the teacher, Mumber man, replied one of the bright little girls, what flowers are not popular, wall flowers, man, native born, he hit me on the cocoa, your honor, your head, yes, your honor, why don't you speak the English language, I do, your honor, I never was out of these country in me life, the Jonah, now, children, said the Sunday school teacher, I have told you the story of Jonah and the whale, Willie, you may tell me what the story teaches, yes, said Willie, the bright and son F the pastor, it teaches that you can't keep a good man down, the substitute a tourist at an hotel in Ireland asked the girl who waited at the table if he could have some poached eggs, we haven't any eggs, sir, she replied, then, after a moment's reflection, but I think I could get ye some poached salmon, might have been worth the maiden of the R40 or so, was much upset, quoth she to a younger friend, Kate talks so outrageously, yesterday she actually told me I was nothing but a hopeless old maid, that's pretty frank, exclaimed the friend, yes, wasn't it unladylike of her, it certainly was rude, agreed the other, still, it's better than having her tell lies about you, good or bad turn, did your late employer give you a testimonial, Jack, yes, Tom, but the way employers look at it when I apply for a job make one think there's something wrong with it, what does it say, then, why, he said I was one of the best men his firm had ever turned out, talking sense, darling, he asked, as he drew his fiancée closer to him, am I the first man you have ever kissed, William, replied the American girl, somewhat testily, before we go any further I would like to ask you a few questions, you are, no doubt, fully aware that my father is a millionaire something like ten times over, aren't you, why yes, you understand, no doubt, that when he dies all of his vast fortune will be left to me, why yes, you know that I have a quarter of a million dollars in cash in my name at the bank, why yes, and own two and a half million dollars worth of property, why yes, that my diamonds are insured to the value of a quarter of a million dollars, why yes, my horses and motor cars are worth $75,000, why yes, then, for goodness sake, talk sense, what difference would it make to you if I had been kissed by a thousand men before I met you, a magic healer during an exciting game of football a player had two fingers of his right hand badly smashed, and on his way home from the ground he dropped into the doctors to have them attended to, doctor, he asked, anxiously, when this hand of mine heals, will I be able to play the piano, certainly you will, the doctor assured him, then you're a wonder, doctor, I never could before, she took them, I don't know whether I like these photos or not, said the young woman, they seem rather indistinct, but, you must remember, madam, said the wily photographer, that your face is not at all plain, but he saw on his way Uncle Tom arrived at the station with the goat he was to ship north, but the freight agent was having difficulty in billing him, what's this goat's destination, uncle, he asked, sh, I say, what's his destination, where's he going, uncle Tom searched carefully for the tag, a bit of frayed cord was all that remained, dad ornery goat, he exploded wrathfully, you no, know. sh, dad ignorant goat done completely and up his destination, her match Tommy, what's an echo, pa, pa, an echo, my son, is the only thing that can deprive a woman of the last word, why is it you never get to the office on time in the morning, demanded the boss angrily, it's like this, boss, 
explained the tardy one, you kept telling me not to watch the clock during office hours, and I got so I didn't watch it at home either. Scientific proof one day a teacher was having a first grade class in physiology. She asked them if they knew that there was a burning fire in the body all of the time. One little girl spoke up and said, yes, when it is a cold day, I can see the smoke. While she took temper, yes, there didn't ought to be no poor. We all ought to be wealthy, and the wealthy starving like us. Sunday school teacher, now, Alfred, if you are always kind and polite to your playmates, what will be the result? Alfred, they'll think they can lick me. A natural picture a man and his eldest son went to have their photographs taken together, and the photographer said to the young man, It will make a better picture if you put your hand on your father's shoulder. H.M., said the father, It would make a more natural picture if he put it in my pocket. Nothing to smile at a Londoner was telling funny stories to a party of commercial men. An old Scotsman, sitting in a corner seat, apparently took not the smallest notice, and no matter how loud the laughter, went on quietly reading his paper. This exasperated the storyteller, until at last he said, I think it would take an inch longer to put a joke into a Scotsman's head. A voice from behind the paper replied, Aye, man, but it would need to a finer point than one of your stories. I'm thinking, Drew Blank the Macduffish was not a mean man. No, he just knew the value of money. So, when the Macduffish developed a sore throat he meditated fearfully upon the expenditure of a doctor's fee. As an alternative he hung about for a day and a half outside the local doctor's establishment. Finally he managed to catch the great man. Say, doctor, whose business W.I.E. the new? Oh, Thayer, Thayer, I suppose ye the deal o' prescribing a day for cools and sare throats? Aye, and what day ye generally give for a sare throat? Nothing, replied the canny old doctor. I didn't want a sare throat. A friend in need what true friendship consists in depends on the temperament of the man who has a friend. It is related that at the funeral of Mr. Scroggs, who died extremely poor, the usually cold-blooded Squire Tightfist was much affected. You thought a great deal of him, I suppose. Someone asked him. Thought a great deal of him? I should think I did. There was a true friend. He never asked me to lend him a cent, though I knew well enough he was starving to death. What he preferred he was one of the few remaining old-time darkies. He had finished the odd jobs for which he had been employed, and, hat in hand, appeared at the back door. How much is it, uncle? He was asked. Yo say how much? Just whatever yo say, missus. Oh, but I would rather you'd say how much. The lady of the house replied. Yes, ma'am, but, ma'am, I'd rather have the seventy-five cents yo would guinea dan to fifty cents on charge yo. Ready to join minister, would you care to join us in the new missionary movement? Miss Ayla Mode, I'm crazy to try it. Is it anything like the Foxtrot? Helpful P.A. He, do you think your father would be willing to help me in the future? She, well, I heard him say he felt like kicking you into the middle of next week. Daughter, said the old man, sternly, I positively forbid you marrying this young scapegrace. He is an inveterate poker player, but, Papa, Carefully protested Alicia Hortonsa. Poker playing is not such an awful habit. Why, at your own club, that's where I got my information. Daughter, I'll have no daughter of mine bringing home a man that I can't eat with a flush. A full house. And force, I think. Lucille, I'll take one of the children to the park with me. Which one do you think would go best with the stress? He knew Mr. and Mrs. Smith had been invited to a friend's for tea. 
and the time had arrived for preparing for the visit. Come along, dearie, said Mr. Smith to her three-year-old son, and have your face washed. Don't want to be washed, came the reply. But, said mother, you don't want to be a dirty boy, do you? I want my little boy to have a nice, clean face for the ladies to kiss. Upon this persuasion he gave way, and was washed. A few minutes later he stood watching his father washing. Hog, hog, daddy, he cried. I know why you're washing. They wilt, which weeds are the easiest to kill? Asked young flickers of farmer Sassfras, as he watched that good man at his work. Widow's weeds, replied the farmer. You have only to say wilt thou, and they wilt. Not strong enough Muriel, aged four, was taken by her governess to have tea with an aunt. Presently she began to eat a piece of very rich cake. Oh, I just love this chocolate cake, she exclaimed. It's awfully nice. Muriel, dear, corrected her governess. It is wrong to say you love cake, and I frequently want out that just is wrongly used in such a sentence. Again, awfully is quite wrong. Very would be more correct, dear. Now repeat your remark, please. Muriel obediently repeated, I like chocolate cake, it is very good. That's better, dear, said the governess, approvingly. But it sounds as if I was talking about bread, protested the little girl. Why he picked pictish an English mother was visiting her son at college. Well, dear, she said, what languages did you decide to take? I have decided to take pictish. Mother, he replied, pictish, said the puzzled lady. Why Pictish? Only five words of it remain. He said, played them both up a small boy was playing with an iron hoop in the street, when suddenly it bounced through the railings and broke the kitchen window of one of the areas. The lady of the house waked with anger in her eyes for the appearance of the hoop's owner. He arrived. Please, I've broken your window, he said, and father's come to mend it. Sure enough the boy was followed by a man, who at once set to work, while the boy, taking his hoop, ran off. The window finished, the man said, that'll be three shillings, mom, three shillings, gasped the woman, but your son broke it, the little fellow with the hoop, you're his father, aren't you, the man shook his head, never seen him before, he said, he came round to my place and said his mother wanted her a window mended, you're his mother, aren't you, and the good woman could only shake her head, for once words failed her, just as at last it was the usual domestic storm, oh, dear, Oh, dear, moaned wifey in tears, I wish I'd taken poor mother's advice, and never married you. Hubby, the strong, silent man, swung round on her quickly, and at last found voice. Did your mother try to stop you marrying me? He demanded. Wifey nodded violently. A look of deep remorse crossed Hubby's face. Great Scott, he cried, in broken tones, how I wronged that woman. In order to be filled two negroes were working in a coal bin in a Mississippi town. One down in the bin throwing out the coal and the other wielding a shovel. The one inside picked up a large lump and heaving it carelessly into the air, struck the other a resounding blow on the head. As soon as the victim had recovered from his momentary daze he walked over to the edge of the bin and, peering down at his mate, said, Nigger, how come you don't watch where you throws dat coal? You done hit me smack on the head. The other one looked surprised. Did I hear you? You sure did, came the answer, and I jays wants to tell you, I've been promising the debil a man a long time, and you certainly does resemble my promise, and would you love me as much if father lost all his money, has he? Why, Mumber, of course I would, darling, 
Why do you object to children in your apartment house? As a matter of kindness, people who are raising families can't be expected to pay the rentals I require. Caustic a good story is told of a pocky old Scot, who like many others, finds himself rather short of cash just now. His account was L60 overdrawn, and the banker rang him up on the telephone to tell him about it, and to suggest that he had better bring it down a bit or clear it altogether. Oh, I, replied the pocky one, I'm L60 short am I? Will ye just look up and tell me who my account stood in June? Oh, the banker said, you were all right then, you had L250 to your credit. I, and did I ring you up in June? Was the caustic rejoinder. The newly elected president of a banking institution was being introduced to the employees. He singled out one of the men in the cashier's cage, questioning him in detail about his work, etc. I have been here 40 years, said the cashier's assistant, with conscious pride, and in all that time I only made one slight mistake. Good, replied the president. Let me congratulate you, but hereafter be more careful. First sailor searching vainly for his ship after a few hours leave but she was there when we went ashore, wasn't she? Second sailor, it's them blokes at Washington. They've started scrapping the fleet, and begun on us. Not worth much the tourist from the east had stopped to change tires in a desolate region of the far south, I suppose. He remarked to a native onlooker, that even in these isolated parts the bare necessities of life have risen tremendously in price. You're right, stranger, replied the native, and it ain't worth drinking when ye get it. Nothing to fear irate golfer, you must take your children away from here. Madam, this is no place for them. Mother, now don't you worry they can't hear nothing new their father was a sergeant major. He was. Misled the client, I bought and paid for two dozen glass decanters that were advertised at sixteen a dozen. F.O.B. and when they were delivered they were empty. The lawyer, well, what do you expect? The client, full of booze. Isn't that what F.O.B. means? During a conversation between an Irishman and a Jew, the Irishman asked how it was that the Jews were so wise. Because, said the Jew, we eat a certain kind of fish, and he offered to sell one for ten dollars. After paying his money, the Irishman received a small dried fish. He bit into it, then exclaimed, why, this is only a smoked herring. See, said the Jew, you are getting wise already. Yes, said the old man to his visitor. I am proud of my girls and would like to see them comfortably married, and as I have made a little money they will not go penniless to their husbands. There is Mary, 25 years old, and a really good girl. I shall give her 1,000 when she marries. Then comes Bet, who won't see 35 again. I shall give her 3,000, and the man who takes Eliza, who is 40, will have 5,000 with her. The young man reflected a moment and then asked, You haven't won about 50. Have you, Mary, said the mistress, did you ask everyone for cards today, as I told you, when they called, yes, one fellow he wouldn't give me no card, but I swiped his head and shoved him off TH steps, here's his name on TH sweatband, he proposed to me last night, mother, what shall I do, but, my dear daughter, you've only known him three weeks, I know that, mother, but on the other hand if I delay in accepting him he might find out some things about me he won't like. 2. Would you marry a man to reform him? What does he do? He drinks. Marry him. Girly. And find out where he gets it. We need him badly in our set. I would like to have a globe of the earth. What size? Madam. Life size. Of course. Wife. George. Is that you? 
George, why certainly? Who else you specking at this time or night? She tenderly, and are mine the only lips you have kissed? He, yes, and they are the sweetest of all. Jazz, my girl told me she weighed 120 the other night. No, stripped. Jazz, yeah, she was in an evening gown. Mrs. Newlywed on her first day shopping, I want two pieces of steak and, and about half a pint of gravy. Farmer, would you like to buy a jet of cider? Tourist, while well, we are as it ambitious and willing to work. Papa, why did you permit young Gabriel to kiss you in the parlor last night? Daughter, because I was afraid he'd catch cold in the hall. It was a case of love at first sight when I met Jack. Then why didn't you marry him? I met him again so often. Interviewer, what sort of girls make the best showgirls? Stage manager, those who had the most to show. Of course. She, what do you mean by kissing me? What do you mean? He, E-R-E-R nothing. She, then don't you dare do it again. I won't have any man kissing me unless he means business. Do here. Foreman, how is it that little feller always carries two planks to a year one? Laborer, coffees to blink and lazy to go back for the other one. Lady in box. Can you look over my shoulders? Sailor, I've just been looking over both of them. And by gosh they are great. How times have changed. Yes, imagine Rosa Bonher painting a flock of Ford tractors. Sailor Bill, these New York dolls seem to be wearing sort of light canvas. Sailor Dan, yes you seldom see a full rigged skirt. Or anything. Tramp, would you please help a poor man whose wife is out of work? I hear your husband has turned balshy. Well, not absolutely. But he is a Lenin that way. A popular Oklahoma City salesman recently married, and was accompanied by his wife as he entered the dining room of a Texas hotel famed for its excellent cuisine. His order was served promptly, but the Friday chicken he had been telling his wife so much about was not in evidence. Where is my chicken? He asked somewhat irritably. The dusky waiter, leaning over and bringing his mouth in close proximity to the salesman's ear, replied, F you mean to legal with blue eyes and fluffy hair. She do and woke he no mo. Do you really believe in heredity? Most certainly I do. That is how I came into all my money. An attorney of Los Angeles advertised for a chauffeur. Some twenty odd responded and were being questioned as to qualifications, efficiency, and whether married or single. Finally, turning to a Negro chap, he said, How about you, George? Are you married? Quickly the Negro responded, No sir, boss, no sir, I makes my own living. A boy and his mother were taking in the circus, looking at the hippopotamus. He said, Ma, ain't that the ugliest damn thing you ever saw? Bill, said his ma, didn't I tell you never to say ain't? Well, Ike, my boy, said Soul to his son, I've made my bill and left it all to you. That's very good of you, father, remarked Ike, eyeing him suspiciously. Bless you. It cost a lot of money for the lawyer and fees and things. Well, said Ike more suspiciously. Well, it ain't fair I should pay all dot, is it? So I'll just take it off from your next month's salary. Mr. McNabb after having his lease read over to him, I will not sign that. I had not been able to keep ten commandments for a mansion in heaven. And I know gone to tackle about a hundred fortois rooms in the high street. Come, Dorothy, said her father impatiently. Throw your doll on the bed and hurry or we shall be late. Daddy, how can you reprove the child? I isn't that kind of a mother. You say you doted on your last mistress? Yes, Mom, I certainly did. Then why did you leave her? We couldn't continue to be friends on my wages. Mom, what's the matter with Smith? 
got lumbago or spinal curvature or something, no, he has to walk that way to fit some shirts his wife made for him. James, have you whispered today without permission? Only Vernst. Leroy, should James have said Vernst? No, he should have said twit. It appears to be your record. Mary, said the magistrate, that you have already been convicted 35 times of stealing. I guess that's right. Your Honor, answered Mary. No woman is perfect. That you, dearie. I'm detained at the office on very important business and I may not be home until late. Don't sit up for me. I won't. Dearie, you'll come home as early as you can. Won't you? And John. Dear, yes, what is it? Please don't draw to any inside straits. The city nephew, I'm glad to see Aunt Hattie dresses her hair sensibly instead of wearing those silly puffs over the ears. Uncle Taltimber, she tried M once and they got tangled up with the telephone receiver and she missed Maureen half the gossip going on over our twenty-party line. Ethel, said the bishop, you seem to be a bright little girl, can you repeat a verse from the Bible? I'll say I can. Well, my dear, let us have it. The Lord is my shepherd I should worry. Wishing to give his Scotch steward a treat a man invited him to a London, and on the night after his arrival took him to a hotel to dine. During the early part of the dinner the steward was noticed to help himself very liberally to the champagne. Glass after glass of the wine disappearing. Still he seemed very downhearted and morose. Presently he was heard to a remark. Well, I hope they'll not be very long W.I. the whiskey. As I didn't get on very well W.I. these mineral waters. An astronomer was entertaining a Scotch friend. He showed his visitor the moon through a telescope and asked him what he thought of the satellite. It's a rich replied the Scot, who was an enthusiastic golfer, but it's off who foil bankers. What are you doing, Marjorie? I see writing a letter to a Lily Smith. But, darling, you don't know how to write. That's no difference, eh? Mama, Lily don't know how to read. What sort of an appearing man is he? Little dried up feller, replied the gaunt Missourian. That looks like he always ain't at the second table. Did you hear about the awful trouble that has befallen Mrs. Talkalot? Don't tell me she has lost her voice. Remember her husband has lost his hearing. Two darky boys in a southern city met on the street, each wearing a new suit. One asked, nigger, how much do they set you back for them clues? Forty dollars, was the response. Forty dollars? Yes. Saw, forty dollars. Look at me, said the first. I see got on a suit W single quote at single quote as most exactly like yourn. And I don't pay but ten dollars for mine. Somebody sure flim flam you. The possessor of the $40 suit took hold of one of the coat sleeves of the $10 suit and pulled on it. It stretched. Then straightening up he said, See here, boy. The first big rain you'll get sketched out in that coat of your Miss Gwine to say. Goodbye, nigger. Fall now on I see Gwine to be your vest. Do you think I shall live until I'm 90? Doctor, how old are you now? 40. Do you drink? Gamble. Smoke. Or have you any vices of any kind? No. I don't drink. I never gamble. I loathe smoking, in fact. I haven't any vices. Well, good heavens. What do you want to live another fifty years for? I say. Madge. It's bitterly cold. Hadn't you better put something on your chest? Don't worry, old thing. I've powdered it three times. Father, well, son. You certainly made a fool of yourself. That girl robbed you of every cent you had. Son, well, Dad, you have to hand it to me for picking them clever.